0: Welcome to Silly God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. What does that mean? Does it mean he's going to tell you what job to go to? We leave this job to go another job? Or what house should you buy? Or what car should you drive? Or should you make a certain decision or not? Well, yes, we are praying that the will of God be done, but the steps of a righteous man are ordered to the Lord. It has a greater perspective. And that is to be in the present truth of the Word of God. Jesus stated that in the Gospel that I have many things to say unto you, disciples, to say unto you, but you're not able to bear them now. You're not able to bear them. The truth, the present truth of the Word of God. I bet when the Holy Ghost has come, the Spirit of truth He will lead you and guide you into all truth. It has to do with being guided into all truth of the word. Not whether you should have one job or another, or you're going to get a promotion, or what house you should buy, or what car you should drive. It has to do with the preceding word of God. It has to do with present truth. Now, we pray in all things and say, if the Lord will, we will do this or do that. And believing God that He will supply all of our needs according to His riches in glory of Christ Jesus. But the preceding word of God, man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That is walking in the light as He's in the light. It has to do with the revelation of Jesus Christ as the Word of God. And to be in that present truth now many that our fundamentalists think, well, that you simply say the sinner's prayer and you're saved. And they hold to that truth of only one step, not realizing there's seven feasts of the Lord, seven appointments of God uh, with man. And that has to do with the various seasons of God. And this they are ignorant of, my not going on to the measure of the stature, of the fullness of Christ. Then you have Pentecostal and they hold to Acts 2 four, receiving the Holy Ghost, which is wonderful. It is definitely an essential. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. But here again, as is another step in growing up into Jesus in all things and all truth. The word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God is walking in the light as Jesus is in the light. Now, that has an if in the front of it. If we walk in the light, as Jesus, as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. That's blood flow in the body of Christ. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Well, that has to do with the preceding word of God, not whether we should pray for another job or... Should we buy this house or not? Or an investment or whatever the case is. It has to do with the preceding word of God. It's not seeking God for our own benefit. It is to do his will. The focus is on the will of God. That's the reason why that Jesus stated, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added to you. The Lord knows we have need of these things. But we put, put him first in the proceeding word of God, in the present truth. And that is, as we go closer to the coming of the Lord, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. That is, going forth is prepared as the morning, and he will come to us as the rain, the former, and the latter rain. Now, the latter rain, we are in the body of Christ, seeking God for that proceeding word, the present truth of the word of God, and that's what seals us, that after we have received the the word of God, then we are sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until we receive the promised possession. Well, that requires us to walk in the light, always eating the daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread, eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood. But he has entered into that light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. That's Jesus, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Spirit of God. The man is that Spirit. That man is, is now that quickening Spirit. We find in 1 Corinthians fifteen forty five the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. That last Adam, Jesus Christ, that man, was made a quickening Spirit. Not a spirit man, not a God man, but the spirit. The Lord is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. That spirit is leading us and guiding us in all truth to the full measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. Not newborn babes by just saying the sinner's prayer. That's given to us there in John 3. Jesus telling Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born of the water and the spirit. Except a man be born of the water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Well, that was given to us on the day of Pentecost. Peter, having the keys of the kingdom, said, Repent. Now they said, Men and brethren, what must we do? Acts 2.37. And they, Peter replied, Who have the keys of the kingdom, said, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. That's born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. Now he goes on and says, a promise unto you and to your children, to as many as are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now that is everyone called in the kingdom of God, in the church, the ecclesia, for the body of Christ. That is how we are born again. Not by just saying a sinner's prayer. And... They're saying that baptism is a work, and there's no works required, not realizing that it's through baptism, through faith in the operation of God, Colossians 2.12, in order to be born again. It requires a circumcision of the heart, not believing with the mind of the intellect. And many have erred at that first step, just getting into the race, let alone running it. So the Lord is using his judgment to get our attention to turn to the living God. When judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. So he uses judgments not to destroy us, but to get us to turn and return to the true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ. We see that in Hosea 6. Come and let us return to the Lord. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten, he will bind us up. Not the devil, but God himself. After the second day, he will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up and we will live in his sight. If we fall on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. That's progressive. Faith to faith, from glory to glory. But many think it's just an act. That you're saved, you're once saved, you're always saved, then there's nothing else. And that's the Laodicean uh, problem, that she doesn't go on. And because that many will call the Lord jesus lord lord in that day being born again and knowing that he is the father of glory yet will not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven this is very critical it's catastrophic not to follow him to know the lord His going forth is prepared as the morning the night is far spent the day is at hand and he will come to us as the rain the former and the latter rain now that former rain happened in acts the second chapter 2,000 years ago or two days ago in the Lord's calendar. But now there remains a latter reign of the Holy Ghost. Zechariah 10 1 asks you of the Lord reign in the time of the latter reign. Well, there's a time, a season for it. There in the former reign was Pentecost. The latter reign is Tabernacles, a season in Tabernacles. It's a ministry voice of Jesus in the Feast of Trumpets. The alarm of the ministry voice of Jesus that will go forth over all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. We have not gone into that truth yet, but he's preparing us for it right now. The ones that have an ear to hear will go on into it, not just going to church to say, well, do I want to forget what Mama Daddy said about me or what the boss said? I'm not going to get that promotion are on the things of this world, as long as the devil can keep us on the things of this world, and our affections on these things beneath, then he's won the battle. We are to set our affections on the things above, not on the things beneath. We are to set our mind upon the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness is progressive growth to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ, not Do we get a promotion, or should we do stay here or move there? That's not it. The steps of righteous man are ordered of the Lord, and that is in progressive truth and revelation of the Word of God, Jesus Christ. And many have erred at that. Going to church books so they can gather for corn and wine, feel the Holy Ghost, be blessed, but none considering the work of God. Why? because we are called for the work of the ministry. The final consummation of all things is the body of Christ will come to perfection. It'll be counted to the seed that will be counted for that generation. That seed is the generation of Christ. And Jesus stated that just that generation should not pass away until all these things be fulfilled. He was not talking about the present generation he was living in. Because he stated to his disciples, they had walked with Jesus three and a half years. He's going to the cross. And he stated to them, I have many things to say unto you, disciples, but you're not able to bear it now. You're not able to bear this word now. But how be it when the Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth has come, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. Now that is very profound, and progressive. It's progressive truth. We see that we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. And if we walk in the light as he's in the light, and that light is progressive, we see that in Proverbs Proverbs 4. The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. Now, we haven't come to the perfect day yet. We haven't come to that time where we meet Jesus face to face. Our Lord God Almighty, the Father, when he then cometh the end, when he shall deliver up the kingdom to God, even the Father, that he may be all through all and in us all. Now, there is a Jesus only doctrine of Christ that God himself had to have a man to die for the sin of the world. He looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. Then he stated in Isaiah 59, 16, in Isaiah 63, 5, my own arm brought salvation to myself. That was God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. That was God's own body. We see that in Isaiah uh, 43, 10. Thus saith the Lord, that's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and my servant whom I have chosen, that's the man, that you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. Now, that doesn't sound right to a Normal, worldly mind. It sounds that if there should be two persons there. Because if God sent his word, how could he be? Well, he is the word. He sent his word. The word was made flesh. But that's the father revealed. Emmanuel, God with us. Not another. And that's where we have short-circuited and missed the truth and missed the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. In that revelation of Jesus Christ and God in his mercy, uses his judgment to get us to turn to the true and living God, Jesus Christ, and there's not another. There's not a trinity, not a 2 not a not a oneness. Many have uh, followed their pernicious ways, denying the only Lord God. Now, this has to do with salvation. Paul stated there in Acts 20, 28, "Take Take heed to yourselves and over all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which He hath purchased with His own blood. That's the blood of the Holy Ghost. That is the, that Spirit is the self-existent eternal Spirit of God. But when He took on a body of flesh and blood, God's own body, that God, our Savior, the Lord, our Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, Isaiah forty-three ten, Philippians two six through eight. Then we give Him the glory, saying, Holy Ghost. Because ghost denotes the blood. And he states that in Acts 20, 28. Take heed to yourselves and over all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, shepherds, to feed the church of God, which he, God himself, has purchased with his own blood, Holy Ghost blood. Why? Because uh, that is the blood of God Almighty, precious, holy, righteous blood, and uh, Many missed that. Then Paul states in the very next, the very next verse, Acts 20, 29. Then immediately after my departure, grievous wolves shall come at, not sparing the flock among you, among the church, bringing in perverse things. What's perverse things? What is is this perversity? Well, that there's more than one. There's not and, and monotheistic, but a plurality stand that God is one, but there's three. God is one, but three, three is one. No, God is one. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. The greatest commandment of all, when the scribe asked Jesus, what's the first commandment? Jesus stated, Mark 12 29, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That is not three persons, not, not two persons. It's not a oneness doctrine where the man is not God, but has God in him. It is a Jesus-only doctrine, the blessed and only potentate. That's the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit. 1 Timothy 6, 15, 16. Who only hath immortality. mortality. That's a Jesus-only doctrine. Dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. But you don't get the light all at one time. It's line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, not on where you're going to work or what car you're going to drive or what house you should buy. Those are earthly things. It's the heavenly things that God is expecting us to seek out and walk in that present truth and present light of the word. The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. It does not say the place of light. It says the way of light. Why? Because it's progressive. It's not stagnant. It is always moving higher and higher. That's the reason the seal of the living God is an angel ascending from the east. Not descending, it's going higher and higher. Ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. There we have to set our affections on the things above. To the measure of the statute of the fullness of Christ, how much truth? All truth. Because Jesus stated, the spirit of truth will lead you and guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself, for he will speak of me. And what he hears, uh, that shall he declare unto you and show you things that will come to pass. That's the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's Revelation 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things that uh, which must shortly come to pass, he sent and signified it. That's a sign. That's a sealing. A sign, a seal, signified it by his angel under John. John is indicative of the body of Christ. We see that in Revelation 10. How do we know that? Because John says, the seven thunders uttered their voices. And I was about to write. It said, do not write what the seven thunders uttered. But take the book out of the right hand of that angel. Take the book out of that angel's hand, the little book, that Biblia written, And eat all of it, not partial. Not partial truth, all truth. Eat you all of it. It'll be sweet to your mouth as honey, bitter to your belly. Well, nobody's going to give it to you. You have to take it. The kingdom of God suffers violence. a violent take it by force. That means in all the commotion. All the things of the earthly cares, all the cares of the and deceitfulness of riches in this world. You don't let that bother you. You don't let that hinder you. You set your affections on the things above. You are in that mode where you hear God when put out all the other noise and that peace of God that passes all understanding. Be silent and know that I am the Lord. You have your spirit, the, the ear to that spirit. Any man have an ear to hear? Let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. That ear is solely on God. That eye of revelation is on him alone. If thine eye be single, that is not on the worldly things or what house you should buy, what car you should do, or whether or not you should buy this or not, those are earthly things. And of course, it should be Uh, prayerfully sought for. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that the word of God and the present truth is what's going to save your soul and you live by. Because he states there in Matthew 7 that if any man does not do the will of God, he will not have entrance into the kingdom of God, even though he's been born again. But he didn't do the will of God. He not only has been born again, he knows that Jesus is the father of glory. He calls him Lord. No man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. Matthew 7. Now that's going to offend a lot of people saying, well, my pastor says I'm saved. Well, your fat pastor can say that all day long, but it's the word of God and Jesus who is the judge. We are going. We all are going to give an account to God and whether we've done good or not. We find there in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven, the bylaws, that what Jesus Demands uh, in his commandments, statutes, judgments, that what we must do in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. And he states there that not all the same to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. What? They call him Lord? Those are not babies. The newborn babes desire the sincere miracle of the word. They may grow thereby. Got to grow, but they've grown. They've been born of the water and the Spirit. They've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ after they repented, born of the water, and received the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. But then they grew. Now they're little children. 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. He's the Lord. Lord Jehovah God Almighty, no man call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. Well, they call Him Lord, and Jesus said, but even though... They call me Lord. Not all that say Lord, Lord will be able to enter in. Only those that do the will of God. Now that requires us to go on to do the will of God, to find the will of God and do it. Now that requires a dedicated, consecrated, sanctified life. You don't hear too much about that anymore. But it's certainly there. And that is in Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. You present your body as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service be not conformed to this world. Don't worry about cars, lands, houses, money, bank, uh, gold, silver, whatever the case is. Certainly pray about it. God knows we have needed these things, but he'll provide them. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, present truth, the flowing word of God in the preceding word of God from throne room revelation. Now you're going to live, but if you fall for that lie that just having earthly things and God has blessed you with finances that many have erred thinking that gain is godliness from such turn away. And those that will be rich fall into divers temptations and many hurtful lust. So if riches increase, don't set your heart upon them. Many do that. So how hardly it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom? Of God, why? Because it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's simple, that simple. Because he's rich toward self and not rich toward God. That's where gowns of a rich man brought forth plentifully. And we said, "What shall I do? I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barn, build greater. Be a good businessman. Didn't lie, cheat, or steal. Only thing he did was pull down his barn, expanded his business." And it said to his soul, Soul, take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. There's much good stored up for many years. It sounds like a good businessman. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, stock portfolio, investments. He's done good. How be it? There, it says, that night. Now, there's a night coming upon this world. It's judgment. And in that judgment, it's watchman, watchman, what of the night? What of that night? The night cometh, and also the morning. If you will return, return to the true living God in the present truth, not just being born again, not being just little children, knowing that Jesus is the Father. Many miss that. They think, well, the Father is the Spirit Senior, and Jesus is Spirit Junior. Another second person of Godhead, which is a lie. So they missed it there. We have to hit the mark. Well, They call Jesus Lord, Matthew 7. But Jesus said, because they didn't do the will of God, he's going to profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness, not hitting the mark. It's having the spirit of God. They call him Lord. They were born again. But it's a carnal minded, not a natural mind. It's a carnal mind. Carnal minded is having the Holy Ghost, but still setting your mind on earthly things. Your affections on the things beneath, not on things above. That's carnal-mindedness. And to be carnally-minded is still death. To be spiritually-minded is life and peace. So I have to walk according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Many want the lust of the flesh. Houses, cars, lands, uh, the things of this world. A man's life does not consist of the things which he possesses. Jesus stated that. That which is highly... Praise among men is abomination with God. When that is simple truth, that if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. There's many that love the world. And because of that, the love of the Father is not in him. All that is of the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh, and the lust world passes away by the lust thereof. But whosoever does the will of God, doeth the will of God, he hath to do the will of God, shall abide forever. Now, that's a proceeding word of God, and man lives by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's word uh, in present truth that Jesus said, I have many things to say unto you. That is Jesus speaking, uh, the voice of the Son of God. He said, The time is coming and now is when those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. It's proceeding, it's progressive. It's from faith to faith, from glory to glory. To what extent? Till we come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and everything, walking, talking, and walking in the light as he's in the light. Then we have fellowship one with another, blood flow among the members of the body of Christ, speaking the same thing in the unity of the faith. Then the Lord fitly frames it together and compacts it. But until the body comes together in one mind and one accord, that can happen. They're made a prey for every beast, scattered on every high hill. And therefore, they there is no joint. The bone does not join, join the bone. There is no joint. So it's whichever joint supplies they the up finding himself in love. And as long as the devil can keep the body of Christ separated, disjointed, and made a uh, separate cast on every high hill, made a prey for every ravenous, beast then nothing will happen but as the body comes together and god is doing that now in uh, the Transmara kenya back in uh, january the 19th 2019 the lord visited me there in transmaria kenya after preaching to a messiah tribal church seal my people by my word even as i send my angel ascending from the east having the seal of the living god so send i you that's profound now, we're nothing, I'm nothing, just a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pop the rag, shine your shoes. I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it did shake us, it shook me to my very eye teeth, that knowing that this is the last of the last days. Now we know we're in the last days, but now he's sealing the people according to the word of God. And that requires obedience unto righteousness, that you see in Romans 6. So how do we know the voice of God? How can we do his will if we don't know his voice? We have to know the voice of God. How do you learn the voice of God? Well, that is where we seek God with all of our heart, diligently seeking him. And he states that in Romans 12, 1, Paul tells us, I beseech you, brethren, this is to the church, by the mercies of the living God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice. That's sanctification. That is, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. Not the affections on the world. The affections and the lust of this world. You are wrecking yourselves dead, mortifying the deeds of the flesh. There, but presenting your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That is, that you've crucified the flesh with the affections of the lust, and taking on the divine nature of God through these scriptures, these exceedingly great and precious promises given to us, whereby we are made protectors of his divine nature and escaping the corruption of the world through lust. There's only one way, and that's through the word of God, the scriptures eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood. And by doing that, it's life. It's the preceding word of God that man lives by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So we present our bodies a living sacrifice, not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing renewing of our mind. That's the mind of Christ. Why? That we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for each of us is. Then when we know that voice of God, we've learned that voice, not in our mind, but in our spirit. That I, not eyes, but the I, of the spirit that ear of the spirit any man have an ear to hear let him hear that's not a natural ear that's an ear to the spirit of god to see jesus said what i see the father do that's what i do well it's not a natural eye it's a spiritual eye jesus never did the things that pleased him but what the, what pleased the father there Jesus said, You've seen me, you've seen the Father. The words I speak are not mine, but the Father dwelling in me. He is the Father, manifest in a body of flesh and blood. Then after he died and took the ordinance of the law, nailing it to his cross, he broke down that middle wall of partition, separating him, his spirit from uh, the the flesh and um, of mankind in his own body of flesh and blood, thereby making peace one new man. Jesus Christ is that new man. He is the first beginning of the creation of God. He is that quickening spirit. The Lord is that spirit. 2 Corinthians three seventeen. Now, after we know the voice of God, then we have to obey that, and that's what we see in Revelation the second and Revelation the third chapter. Jesus there is speaking to the Ephes- the seven churches: Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And the voice of the Lord's coming to them then it requires obedience to that voice and doing the will of God, which is called an overcomer, which carries us there from little children to doing the will of God. Those are young men. We've grown up. The Christ in you is not a baby anymore. It's not a little child anymore, little children. It's young men. It's certainly grown. And we see that in... uh, uh, 1 John 2, 12 through 14, I write unto you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you. You've gotten in the word of God. You've sought God diligently. Search out of book and read. Not one of these things will fail. Search the scriptures so for in them we think we have eternal life. And these are they testify of Jesus only. Of me, Jesus said. And there in the volume of the book is written to me, I come to do thy will, O God, from Genesis to Revelation is Jesus Christ. He is the Christ. Christ is every office of the Spirit. That's what's being revealed. And he's doing it through judgment now in all the world, in every nation. Many of you are calling. We're working together in the unity of the faith. If you haven't called, and we haven't joined together, please call me. I'll get back to you. The body of Christ is coming together in the one unity of the faith, speaking the same things, having the same mind. God's doing that now, preparing us for the greatest work of the ministry, this gospel of the kingdom being preached to all the world, for which it's in all nations. And then the end will come. We don't want to mess out. Now, the young men, he said, I'll write to you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. That these are the overcomers that you read about in Revelation, the second and third chapter. And the Lord is looking for perfect works. Somebody said, Well, there's no works. Yes, there is. There's work of the company Salvation, and that that faith without works is dead. Jesus said, I know thy works. In every church, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, Jesus says, I know thy works. Sardis, I have not found them perfect. There to Ephesus, you've left your first love. Repent, do your first work sober, because if you don't, I'm going to remove your candlestick out of its place. You'll have no light. With Jesus, it's all or nothing. So take heed how you hear. The same measure you meet with all shall be measured to you again. To him that hath, he'll be given the more. But him that hath not in that present truth. There, God's doing a new thing. And if we don't hear it, then he said, Take heed how you hear. To him that heareth not shall be taken away even that which he has. He loses everything he's got. Why? Because God, it's all or nothing. You're either in the present truth or you're backing up. There's prophets of the grove. The prophets of the grove, they build a grove where God used to move. Well, that's all fine and good. But it that, that's yesterday's faith. We have to live in now faith. Now faith is the substance of things so far. The evidence of things not seen and those things are progressive. And Jesus stated that. He stated that in John 16, 17. And Jesus stated, The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of truth, has come and will lead you and guide you into all truth, all things of truth. So that is the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book in your Bible. That says the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants what? Things. That's the things of faith. It's now faith. Not yesterday's faith, not tomorrow's faith. Now faith is a substance of things so far. The evidence of things not seen. The things seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. God is speaking to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches now. Not about should you go on this job or that or, you know, that's all fine and good to pray about it, certainly. But the final bottom line is that let the main thing be the main thing, and that is, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's progressive. Righteousness is progressive in the body of Christ. He that knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, and that requires obedience. Grace reigns through righteousness, which is progressive. And that's why you, they, and the reason you grow in grace. If grace was just the unmerited favor of God, you couldn't grow in it. Grace would be grace, and grace is that. No. You grow in grace. How do you grow in grace? Through obedience under righteousness. So, sin reigns by death. Grace reigns through righteousness. Well, what is righteousness? That Jesus went back to the Father before runners already entered in. Now, we are expected to to do the same thing, to walk in that light as he's in that light. And that's progressive truth. In the seasons of God, in present truth are called the Moed, or the Feast of the Lord, which are the divine appointments of God with man, which are progressive. And that progressive truth is what man lives by. So either we're in that progressive truth, in the present truth, or we're not. We're either in that preceding word, or we're not. That preceding word is now God is sealing his people by his word. That's what he's doing. That's the present truth. That's the proceeding word of God. If God's dealing with you about it, then please contact me. The body of Christ is coming together now, and we are servants to you. We are simply delivering as what God has spoken to us to do in service for you to you, for the Lord Jesus Christ doing his bidding. He's doing it. It's the Lord doing it. It's in him, by him, and through him, and through nothing else. Not through any bishop, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. It's all the Lord. He uses them, yes, but the glory is all to God and to no one else. He that speaketh himself seeketh his own glory, but he that speaketh of him that sinning, there's no unrighteousness in him. Jesus said... uh, if you believe on me, you believe not on me. You believe on him that sent me. Why? Because Jesus is the Christ. He is the everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the mighty God. He is that Isaiah 9 6, the man, that man child, Jesus Christ. But now we are expected to grow up into him in all things and all truth. So therefore, in Matthew 7, he said, Not all saying to me, Lord, Lord, are going to be able to enter in. You're, you know that Jesus is the Father, He is the Lord of glory. You understand that that same Jesus whom was crucified, God hath made him both Lord and Christ, Acts 2.36, that he is that spirit in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But we have to do the will of God. That's the preceding word. That's obedience unto righteousness, Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members and servants to obey him or the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, God forbid we do not fall into that error, or of obedience unto righteousness. And they say, well, obedience is not required. Yes, it is. If you don't obey the leading of the Holy Ghost, then uh, that is disobedience. And Jesus said at that time uh, that, depart from me, I never knew you, you that work of iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness, not being led of the spirit of God and obedience. They will profess unto Jesus, Lord, We've done many wonderful works in your name. In your name, we've cast out devils. In your name, we've prophesied. Jesus said, Depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. They will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a mistake. It's a state of a mistaken identity. We thought we had it. We thought we had eternal life, and we missed the mark. That is dreadful. That's a catastrophic event. And we are to give the more earnest heed to those things which we've heard lest any of them slip, we would seem to come short of entering into his rest. Hebrews 4. Paul warns us of that. We are to add to our faith virtue. To be honest, it's straight, truthful with God in holiness. Virtuous. And to add to virtue, knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. We have to add to that growing up in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior of Jesus Christ into perfection. And then from knowledge, we have to add to our knowledge, temperance. He that's striving for the mastery must be temperate, self-control in all things, in all truth. Then add to a temperance, patience. That after we've done the will of God, we have need of patience. Let patience have a perfect work. And then patience, godliness. That's the God life. Little G-O-D-L-I-N-E-S-S. Godliness is the God life, doing those things that please the Lord. Is that it? No. Add to godliness, brotherly kindness. And in brotherly kindness, Charity. Charity is the bond of perfectness. It's the guarantee of perfectness. That, char- that charity will cover a multitude of sins. Why? Because it's not love. Charity is not love, but charity is the love of God based in doing His will. Charity, that's in love, not word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth is charity. It is doing the will of God. And by that, that charity abounding one toward another, we're bound to thank God for you, Paul said, and all the tribulation and persecution that you endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, not to destroy us, but that we might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which we also suffer. That's what God is doing now. But we need to hear from you. God's doing it now. The body of Christ is coming together. This is not in the earthly realm of that we have our conversation here in the world but our conversations in christ jesus just as paul stated in galatians 2 20 i was crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i but christ liveth in me the life i now live i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me that son of god has come and given us an understanding of him that is true and we are in him That is true, even in his Son. Who's that Son? Spirit of God. Galatians 4, 6, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into our hearts whereby we cry, Abba, Father, one and the same Spirit. That's Christ. When you have that doctrine of Christ, you've got it all. Because who is a liar? But he that denied that Jesus is the Christ. 1 John 2, 22. He is an antichrist that hath denied both the Father, why? Because Christ is the Father. He is that Invisible Spirit of God. And he's denied the Son. Why? Because the Son of God is that invisible Spirit of God made manifest the same Spirit. It's the image of the invisible God. God manifests in the flesh now, gone back to his former glory as Spirit. He is that quickening Spirit now. No man knows how you have to pray, but the Spirit itself, that with groanings, According to the will of God, that leads us, building up ourselves of almost holy faith, own almost holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost according to the will of God, with groanings which cannot be uttered. This Spirit is that that maketh intercession for us. Romans 8, 23 through 26. The Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. That's a capital S. Who is that? Well, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels. That's the body of Christ. That the excellency of the power might be have gotten out of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. We have to understand. Not Spirit Junior. He is that spirit. He is the Father of glory. The Lord is that spirit who's the Lord Jesus is. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's the law of the liberty of, in Christ Jesus. Stand therefore in liberty, wherein Christ has made you free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. What? A, what what's the next step? We all with open face beholding as in a glass, not seeing through a glass darkly, not Pentecostal glory, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the tabernacle glory, this season that we're in now beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image. The very same image of Christ. How? From glory to glory. That's progressive. And it's only progressive truth that men are going to live. We want to live. The only way we can live is by receiving the proceeding word of God, in sealing his people now, as he stated that he's doing now, and the Spirit will always speak the same things to the body of Christ. God cannot lie, and he is not the author of confusion. We want to hear from you. If the Holy Ghost has borne witness with your spirit, please call me. I'll be honored to work with you as we go into all the world for witness in all nations. Then the end will come. We're in the last of the last days. Let's do it in the unity of the faith. We pray that each one of you will be glorified as uh, come unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. We're all working together. He's going to fitly frame us together and then compact it. He's going to seal it according to the measure of each part. That's a measure of faith given to each member in particular. Whichever joint supplies identifying itself in love. Write to me, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. Zip code 75606. Better than that, call me. Give me a call, leave a message, I'll get right back to you. We'd be honored to work with you as we come together in the unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God in this last great day commission of preaching this gospel to all the world for witness in all nations. My country code is PLUS1. That's the United States of America. PLUS1. 903-746-4885. Please don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Give me a call and I will get back to you. Many of you are calling from Africa and India. We need to hear from the other nations around. And it's been in the thousands. We thank God for each one of you. But we need to have the body of Christ throughout the entire world. The nations come together. And God is doing it now. Again, give me a call. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you again. Country code plus one. Area code 903 746 I pray the Lord God literally uh, perfect that which is lacking in each one of us that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.